So, one day last week, we posted on Facebook a very powerful insight of consciousness. And the insight read, there is a place within your soul where your dreams align with the whole of the universe to transcend as your reality. Begin there and live your dream. So, look, we know that you know that you and I are extensions of source energy. We know that you know whether we call it this energy, this source energy, God, spirit, presence, love, or Uncle Goober, doesn't matter in the least. Now, I assure you my practitioner students will be turning in affirmative prayers, which begin, I know there is only one Uncle Goober. And that's fine. That's simply how the law of attraction plays out. We know that you know every attribute and quality of source energy is actively present within and as you right here in this moment. Therefore, you know that you are unconditional love. You are vibrant health. You are infinite abundance. You are omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent with the energetic life force of the universe. That is source expressing as the individual you expanding and evolving, always, in divine, right and perfect order and timing. Just take a deep breath. Let that truth sink in. Allow it to align with that hardwired truth that you know for yourself to be so. Your unconditional love, vibrant health, infinite abundance, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. You align effortlessly with the energetic life force, the activity of the divine, expressing as the individual you, expanding and evolving in right and perfect order and in right and perfect timing. It feels so good. You know why it feels so good? Because it's so true. Dr. Ernest Holmes wrote this. He said, we have within us a power that is greater than anything we ever contact in the outer. A power that can overcome every obstacle in our life and sets us safe, satisfied, and at peace, healed and prosperous, in a new light and in a new life. This directive wisdom that we find from Dr. Holmes is this. We have within us power that is greater than anything we contact in the outer. Within us, it is greater than the outer. That is the place within your soul where your dreams align with the whole of the universe to transcend as your reality. Connect, contact, commune, align, begin your day, your thought, your energy with this internal place on a consistent daily basis, and your highest and best dreams will transcend as your highest and best reality. So how do you align? How do you contact, commune, center yourself in this higher place of your soul? However you do that, understand it's accomplished through deep meditation, a consistent focusing and refocusing, if need be, of the thoughts within our consciousness, a self 
created and maintained mental image of you living fully as the omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent extension of presence that you are in this moment of now. And lastly, the way we go about that is to develop just a willingness, a willingness to look at every aspect of our journey and affirm the temporary demonstration of all that is before me. And all that is before me effortlessly gives way to the ever-evolving energy and essence of divine good flowing through me and as me today. Then you take a giant step back and watch it all transform into your divine good. You are ready to create without limits, to move beyond the experience and craft a journey which mirrors your powerful divinity and claim your powerful spiritual authority, then this is your moment. This is your moment, which is the title of our lesson this morning. This is your moment. How to be willing. So I have to do a little parable for you because we want to do a parable about claiming the moment. I'm going to do a parable that I've done before. Some of you know it, some of you don't, but it's one of my all-time favorites, and it's been three or four years since I've done it last. I checked. And so the parable's about a lady, and she and her husband get married after, or get divorced after 17 years of marriage. He has an affair with his young secretary, and he dumps her. He just dumps her. Now, his girlfriend, his new girlfriend, demands that she wants to live in the couple's multi-million dollar home. And since the husband's lawyers were a little bit better than the wife's, he prevailed. And he gave his now ex-wife just three days to move out of their multi-million dollar home. So she spent the first day packing all of her belongings into boxes and crates and suitcases. On the second day, she had the movers come and collect her things. And on the third day, she sat down for the last time at their beautiful dining room table, put on candlelight and soft background music, and she feasted on a pound of shrimp and a large jar of caviar and a bottle of Chardonnay. And when she had finished, she went into each room and every room and deposited the half-eaten shrimp shells dipped in caviar into the hollow of the curtain rods. She then cleaned the kitchen and left. When the husband returned to the home with his new girlfriend, all was bliss, of course, for the first few days, and then slowly they began to notice the smell. They tried everything. They mopped, they cleaned, they tried airing the place out. Vents were checked, carpets were cleaned, air fresheners were hung everywhere. Exterminators were brought in, exterminators were brought in to set off gas canisters, just in case there were rodents. And during that time, they had to move out for a few days. And in the end, they even paid thousands and thousands of dollars to replace the expensive wool carpeting. Nothing People stopped coming to visit, 
repairman refused to work on the house. The maid quit. Finally, they just couldn't take it any longer, and they decided to move. A month later, even though they had cut the price in half, they could not find a buyer for the stinky house. So word got out. Eventually, even the realtors refused to return their calls. Finally, they had to borrow this huge sum of money to purchase a new home. After that, the ex-wife called the ex-husband, and she asked, so how are things going? And he told her the saga of the rotting house, and she listened politely, and she said, you know, I miss my old home terribly, I really do, and she said, I would be willing to reduce my divorce settlement some in exchange for getting the house back. Well, knowing the ex-wife had no idea how bad the smell was, he agreed on a price that was one-tenth of what the house was actually worth. But only if she was to sign the papers that day. She agreed. A week later, the man and his girlfriend stood smirking as they watched the moving company pack everything to take to their new home, including the curtain rod. <laughs> and the moral to the parable is the powerful and demonstrable answer to all things is found within. Sometimes even within the curtain rod. Our affirmation card this week is from Eckhart Tolle, who said, as you become present and thereby total in what you do, your actions become charged with the cure of the balance. As you become present and thereby total in what you do, your actions become charged with the cure of the power. Now look, we're not going to tell you today to meditate, to pray, to visualize, to affirm, because we already know that you know, of course, that is the prerequisites to communing and aligning with this divine energy within your soul. What we're going first going to suggest that you do is to do an honest assessment. Just an honest assessment and ask, are you present and total in all that you do? Present and total. Are you recognizing every word which crosses your lips as the causative force of the energy they are? Are you knowing and believing that your every action is an extension of the activity of the energy of presence transforming the current moment? Is your internal self-chatter promoting an experience of inspiration or desperation? As you become present, as Toll is referring to, you're bringing the whole you the source you, the soulful you, the energetic you, to becoming aware and practicing living your divinity in the now. As you become present, bringing that knowing, belief, and energetic pattern of your soul self, the total you, to the forefront of your experience, the outer will reflect the inner. The total you is all that God is, individualizing all else, all else, no matter what your mama says, what your significant other says, what the family or boss says about who and what you are, all of that is based 
on the world of effect. And the world of effect is energy in a constant state of energetic vibration and evolution, reflecting as that which you know and affirm yourself to be. So are you bringing your whole self to this moment of now, going, regardless of what's going out out here, regardless of what people have said, right here, I am the causative force of the universe. I am the activity of the divine, always on the precipice of bringing something, quote, new and exciting to my experience. We cannot look at an obstacle in our journey that's scorching back, a job issue, an abundance issue, a health issue, and go, I don't know if I can deal with this. I think this is more powerful than I am. We want to do that self-assessment. Step into it. Step into it. And affirm there is that within me that knows better, can do more, and is always, always, always expressing, manifesting, and creating a better avenue for my intrinsic experience. That's bringing your total self to the moment of now, to this moment of now. You know, we had a wonderful experience Tuesday night. I actually had a follow-up Tuesday night for those that weren't here. You missed a fabulous evening. A fabulous evening. People are nodding their heads. For those of you that weren't here, there, there, were, there were laser shows and people hanging from the ceiling. Just kidding. It was Don Simmons and I doing, doing our intuitive sessions with the group. But one of the things that happened, and this lady called me back for a further more detail, let's put it that way. Anyhow, she asked the question, she said, I'm moving into, or I'm, I'm possibility exists for me to start up an old relationship that hurt, that went its way, but it's now coming back around. Should I proceed? And Don and I, neither of us said anything. But what we did, and this is what I pointed out to both of us took a step back after she asked her question because the less than positive energy surrounding that question, surrounding that old relationship, served to push back, served to push back on both of us, knowing that it wasn't a good thing to do. And what we brought to that moment was an awareness of the totality of the universe, saying to her, you want something new and exciting? you got to step into new and exciting, not step back into the old way of being. You follow that? So if you want that new experience, and you want that new job, you want that new boyfriend, you want that new prosperous demonstration, whatever it is, you got to step into it and affirm, bring your total self into it. I am the activity of the divine in the here and now. In all that I am, and all that I do, and all that I express, I am simply a causative action of life. That's why my experience is so friggin' wonderful. When you got that down, everything else is secondary. Everything else becomes secondary because you begin living out of that awareness that you're bringing your total self to it. And as things pop up in your experience, and they're going to pop up in your experience, 
That's just life. But you come forward in that total self saying, okay, this is something else for me to transform. Think about that for a while. Whatever is going on for you, we have a choice in how we approach it. We can say, oh my God, here's something else I have to deal with. Or, all right, I get to exert my spiritual muscle once again. I get to exert the activity of the divine that I am. Nothing proves to me how powerful I am than my willingness to express my creative energy. Just the willingness to play with that energetic vibration of source. Just that willingness to say, let's take on something new and do it always in the present moment. Oprah Winfrey said, I'll tell Oprah. Oprah Winfrey said, living in the moment means letting go of the past and not waiting for the future. It means living your life consciously aware that each moment you breathe is a gift. Each moment you breathe is a gift. Letting go of the past, not focusing on the future, just being that activity of presence, the full and total self of you in the now. So when you can look at your experience in this moment of now and say, wow, it's all good. Even, and somebody's going to say, well, you know, I got this going on. Called me last week and you were complaining about this or that or the other. I said, no, it's okay. Last week I wasn't in my right mind. Last week I was out of alignment. Last week I forgot to recognize myself as being pure presence in form and function. So today I'm in my right mind. Today I'm in that mind of God. Today I know that this right here, that happening before me is my opportunity to witness the transformation of old energy transforming into something new. Well, what's it going to transform into? I don't know. All I know is it's going to be into that little fuzzy something. All I know is it's going to match my expectation. And my expectation is always for a joyful, bountiful, healthy vibrant, loving expression of me. Isn't that your expectation? Of course it is. You know, I, I like it when people say, you know, my car has died. My car has died. Now I gotta go buy a new car. Good for you. Good for you. Because you get to work with the creative process. You get to decide how that energy is going to transform. I got news for folks. When they say my car has died, do you know why the car has died? Because something within them has said, I'm ready to let this old jalopy go. And the universe says, awesome. Let's begin by letting it go. And we're given the means to let it go. We don't have to live in fear or concern about how I'm going to manifest another one, whether or not I can afford it. The universe has got your back, Jack. It's about creating in the moment, being excited about creating in the moment. Neil Donald Walsh said, all you see in the world is the outcome of your idea of 
all you see in the world is the outcome of your idea of it. And I don't want to get too much into demonstrating this, that, or the other today. My question is, what is your idea of you? What is your idea of you? Do you affirm, see, recognize yourself as the activity of presence in a constant evolutionary state of pure don't, this is a good time, this is your moment to create that idea. This is your moment to just create that visualization of yourself. Not trying to demonstrate anything. That's a challenge, isn't it? But just being, perceive, visualize yourself as that font of spiritual energy. That font flowing through you always. And as it flows through you always, it is responding to the idea that you hold. And that idea that you hold is about being that omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spiritual being, always evolving and going through the world. See, energy is going to respond. It's going to manifest depending on the ideas that we hold. The ideas that we hold, the thoughts, the images that we hold, this energy that we call, that we're saying is going to manifest, is simply the universe responding to us. And it's not going to say, well, are you sure you want that? No, it doesn't do that. It's going to honor the creative power that you have. And it's going to say, wow, this is a powerful individual. They've demonstrated a lot. This is what they're currently resonating, offering, saying they want to manifest. So I'm, it's going to manifest right here and now, whatever it is. So everything that we bring forward, that we say we want to have in our lives, it has to be born out of one root causative idea. And the root causative idea is, I am the activity of the divine, always evolving something more, something better, something for the benefit of myself and everyone who shares my good. You can do that can do that. You know you don't need anybody's permission to do that. It doesn't matter if somebody says to you, well, you know, that's a little self-indulgent. The universe wants you to be self-indulgent. The universe wants you to honor yourself always as that powerful expression that you are. Esther Hicks said you are the creator of your own reality. And you create by the ideas that you hold and the emotions that you wrap around them. And that emotion equates to vibration. Equates to vibration. And that vibration is what aligns the whole of the universe with you. That which you are thinking in this moment, whatever it is, stands at the border, that thin veil between the spiritual and physical realms. You transcend as your experience. The more focused the thought, the greater the push the thought receives to become the form. So if I'm holding that thought of my being this activity of presence and constant, constant evolution and function, then I'm holding that idea, I'm seeing that, that's become a part, a conditioned part of my consciousness. Because I had to tell myself that a lot. 
in order to get it to drain. The universe has no choice but to follow that pattern. To follow that pattern. So whatever is going on here, there will be a greater evolution at this moment. There will be a greater evolution in the next. And the next. And the next. I want to tell you something about somebody. His name is Earl Muntz. M-U-T-Z, Muntz. And I like Earl Muntz because Earl Muntz, in his lifetime, made four fortunes. Lost three, but made four. Okay? And his idea, his one idea that created this first fortune was to convince the world that he was crazy. And Earl, the madman Muntz, was just this colorful businessman. And in the 40s, Earl started a car dealership in Los Angeles. And he had tons of competitors and struggled to find a way for him to stand out. So he hired this marketing genius by the name of Mike Shore. And Mike created an ad campaign that played on the radio, which made Earl his first fortune. And the campaign that Mike created bombarded all of Los Angeles with ads with a radio actor yelling, I want to give them away, but Miss Muntz won't let me. She's crazy but I buy them retail and sell them wholesale. It's more fun that way, right? So people laughed and they remembered the crazy madman Muntz ads and they flocked to his dealers, to his car lot and bought his car. And what Mike didn't know at the time that he created this ad campaign was that Earl had zero money to pay him, zero. And it wasn't until 72 hours after the campaign began creating money, and the money started coming in, that Earl had the money to pay Mike. Earl's next fortune came at the end of the 40s when television began getting on the scene, and the public rushed to buy TV sets. And at the, that time, people couldn't afford the high prices of TVs, and credit wasn't used much back then. So Earl jumped into the TV business, making his own TV sets slashed prices so much that people could afford them, finally afford them. And what he did was, he, in making his own TV sets, he hired engineers and had the engineers take out one TV part at a time to see if the TV would still work. I just love that. And he found that the, 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 the more parts they took out, the cheaper they were made, they, they could be made. So he was saving money on parts, and he was able to build the TVs very cheaply. And his prices were so low that his competitors thought he was crazy. And so the slogan that Mike came up with, TV in your home tonight, that was it. And they would install the TV, and they would even put up the aerial on your roof. So Earl's competitors couldn't deliver immediately. And when the TV arrived, the buyer was on his own to install it. Now, Earl's top year was in 1952, and he made $55 million worth of TV sales. $55 million, 1952. What do you think that'd be worth today? Yeah. And he also had another marketing idea where he would mail people TV knobs. And then there was a note attached. Call, and we'll show up with the rest of the set. I love that. So in 1956, or 57, or 56, almost everybody owned a TV, 
and wells started to fall off, and then in 1957, Earl was bankrupt. The car business had gone sour, and in the 60s, Earl bounced back very nicely, and he made his third fortune with what he called the Munts Stereo Pack. It was a four-track car stereo, which captured the market. And he sold stereo cartridges as well, and the rights to about 75,000 songs. Years later, Earl was elected to the Electronics Hall of Fame as the founder of the car stereo industry. Now, Earl was married and divorced seven times. <laughs> Always living this glamorous Hollywood lifestyle, so he went broke yet a third time. But he was up to the challenge. And towards the end of 87, 1987, at the age of 73, Earl started making his fourth fortune. You know what it was? A new electronic device that people said, nobody's going to buy that. Called the cell phone. Called the cell phone. And everybody had to have one. And Earl said he didn't mind losing his fortune because it was so damn much fun making another one. So where do you think Earl focused his thoughts? In the moment. Not on his past, not on his failures, not on the bankruptcies, not on the ex-wives. He lived in every moment, creating it as his own. From one idea, I can do this. From one idea, it doesn't matter what's before me. I know I have what it takes to attempt to create and evolve something new. Les Brown said it takes someone with a vision, with someone with a vision of the possibilities to attain new levels of experience. Someone with the courage to live his or her dreams. And I love that last those last words from Les. Someone with the courage to live his or her dreams. To live fully in this moment someone with the willingness and the courage to live her or his divinity, to present their complete and total self within every second of the day, summon the willingness. Summon the willingness. It's easier to summon the courage. Summon the courage in this moment powerful intention into causation that every moment to follow is stronger and a more clear reflection of your spiritual truth. More stronger and more clear than the last. More clear than the last. I don't know what your week's going to hold. Some of you I know, but I'm not going to do that today. We did that Tuesday. I can't tell you exactly what your week's going to hold. What I can tell you exactly is it's going to hold the idea that you leave here with. What I can tell you exactly is the week will unfold exactly as the courage that you have summoned for your divinity. The week will reflect your willingness to stand.
willingness to look at no matter what is going on for you and say there is that within me which is stronger, more powerful. Absolutely the positive energetic force of the universe individualizing as me. So I know I can bring something into this experience. I know I can transform whatever has come for me. It doesn't matter. That's what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what the bank says. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the spouse says, but obviously I can't change that. Not only with mine, but your spouses as well. Not always. What matters is the idea that you hold in your heart. started out by saying, this is your moment. It's a very powerful statement. You want to close with every moment is your moment. Every moment is your moment. Every moment is your opportunity to step into your divinity and just affirm and know and recognize something better for yourself. To take just a moment, and if you're feeling a little anxiety, a little fear. Dan did a wonderful treatment about release that opens it up just a little bit. And so if you're feeling that little bit of anxiety, that's, that's a call. That's a call to you saying, wait a second, we're not in our right mind. We're not in our right mind. If we're going to be in our right mind, our right mind, which is in alignment with source, alignment with divine mind, always knows, always affirms how powerful so if we're feeling that little anxiety, that little trepidation about something that's about to occur, that's the moment we say, wait a second, I have to know and affirm something better. I have to visualize something better. And we see ourselves in that spot and it's it's evolving energetically and spiritually. Oh, see I like it. I you know how I know when I get why we don't have enough meditation because you get more. We go in right existence to make this your moment. We sow into our love. All right. If you would please say the offering affirmation with infinite mind in, as, and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work. It does its good and perfect work. And returns to me. And returns to me. Multiplied abundantly. Multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would 